Hi, I'm Gabriel Carrillo from the EdTech Bytes Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 64 of Podcast PD, it's the next installment of our Why Podcast series, and today we're speaking with Gabriel Carrillo of EdTech Bytes Podcast. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. What is up, podcast people? We are so excited to have you here for the 64th episode of Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie, and I am joined as always by my podcast compadres, Stacy Lindis and AJ Bianco. AJ, what's going on, man? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcast PD. Thank you for joining us this evening or morning or whenever you're listening. Stacy, I'm gearing up for the third day of the three-day weekend tomorrow, so things are going well over here. I have not written my lesson plans yet because... You know, I have all day tomorrow to do it. And uh, it's been a beautiful weekend here in New Jersey where we got a little bit of snow and we went ice skating today with the boys. So how about you two, Chris? Well, I have to ask. Well, one, I'm doing good. Uh, Are you a good ice skater? Oh, good gravy. No, I fell flat on my butt for like the first time ever. (laughs) Usually I'm able to stand and stay on, on the blades, not on my butt. But nobody in my family saw, so I won. There you go. Um, so things are good here. I'll obviously enjoying the extended weekend here in the middle of January. Uh, yesterday we took the boys to medieval times in North Jersey and I haven't been there since I was in middle school and it was, it was a fun experience to cheer for the black and white night and eat a whole chicken with my fingers. It was delicious. Did, Did your night, night win? win? There you go. Uh, no, my night came in second. Oh, first loser. <laughs> but the boys wanted the other one. They were like, kill him. <laughs> Awesome. Was there a queen or a king? There was a queen. Yeah, I was listening to, I think it was NPR, um, Ask Me Another. They were talking about um, how it switched switched over to a queen from so many years. You're mm-hmm. shaking your head, AJ. Did you listen to that this weekend? No, I actually I went there last year and I, and I knew that they uh, they were making that change. And I believe like when I went, like the queen was fairly new and that was a year ago. Did you explore the dungeon, Chris? Nah, that was an extra $2 a person. So no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're already throwing down probably about 150 bucks. You might as well just hit, the, hit up the dungeon for a little bit. We looked at the different swords and the thrones and went to the bathroom five times. So, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. The kids were into it. Is the bathroom special that you were highlighting that? Um, no, they, my kids like kids. to go to the bathroom. Kids. Oh, okay. I was just <laughs> wondering, on, I was like the way you said it, like it was like some kind of medieval, like watering hole. Yeah, it was a trough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, AJ, we are not alone. As Stacy said in the top of the show, we are embarking on the next part of our Why Podcast series. Who is joining us today? We have a wonderful guest with us tonight. We have Gabriel Carrillo with us. And uh, let, me, let me tell you a little bit about Gabriel here. Gabriel Carrillo is an educational technology specialist. He's been in the educational field since he graduated high school and has served as an instructional assistant, substitute teacher, a teacher, dean of students, and assistant principal. And we just found out he was teacher of the year. Woo! He's also a foodie and loves to cook and chow down on all sorts of food. These two passions have come together in the EdTech Bites podcast. He gets to share these two topics with the world in each episode. He believes that the best conversations are had at the table when you break bread together. Welcome to the show, Gabriel. Thank you very much. And that that that's a heck of an intro, man. It almost hey, it's all like, you. I was going to say, it almost sounds like I wrote that. <laughs> Full disclosure, we ripped it off your website. I love it. Uh, I love it. Well, thank <laughs> so you guys for having that. me on the show. Yeah, I did. I did. I, um, so thank you very much for having me on the show. Uh, glad to be here. Um, anything having to do with podcasting in the educational realm, I'm all for. No, we, are, we are very glad to have you. You know, the first time we did this, again, we want to talk to podcasters and kind of get the behind the scenes, almost like the, not the E-True Hollywood story, but maybe like the VH1 behind the music of why people are creating podcasts, because this podcast, as much as we try to create an environment of us talking about PD topics, we 
because of all of us liking it, we want people to use this to teach with podcasts and create content. So we want to talk to other people besides us who are creators. So that's why you're here. Cool. As long as it's a behind the music and not where is where are they now? <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> I think you had some time for that one. I think you're okay. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to do the uh, searching for yeah. Gabriel Carrillo yeah. podcast. The uh, <laughs> fell off years ago. Yeah. <laughs> After episode 64, nobody knows where he went. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you are a podcaster. So Gabe, why don't we start off with a, a, a nice softball? How did you get started as a podcaster? Well, it all started about four, five years ago, maybe. I was consuming like anyone in the podcast game, consuming, consuming, and then you get that, I can do this, and I have my own take, my own spin. And that's pretty much where I got it from. I was listening to a bunch of comedy podcasts at the time, some music ones, um, not necessarily about music, but by musicians and things like that. I started digging into the craft of interviewing and having a conversation and where that can lead to. You know, I talked to a couple of people that just said, you know, you would be pretty good at that. So then I, you know, talked to my wife about it and I kept putting it off for about a year. And it was always in the back of my mind. And she said, why, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? And I said, eh, you know, I'll get around get around to it. And she finally said, just do it, which I did. And my biggest piece was what niche am I going to fill? What's not out there that I can currently fill and do and do well and something that truly is a passion and not something that's going to turn into a chore or the next flavor of the week. Hence where we get EdTech Bites all about food and education. So when you talk about your podcasting, we can we can sense the passion. At least I can. And I can I'm looking at you in the screen right now. So I can kind of tell like as you're telling the story, you're smiling. And and that and that's great because that means that you find a lot of success. So what do you love most about this? What makes you smile the most when you think about your podcast? There's a there's a lot of things that make me smile, man. I'm in my closet. You guys could see here. Here's probably what I'm going to wear tomorrow. Um, I am I like able to choice. sit down in here. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very it's very neutral. I can come in here with a topic with some sort of a script, bullet points, and talk about a topic, and it gets it, it gets broadcast out to the world in a matter of you know a couple minutes or what have you. That still blows my mind. The fact that we don't have to listen to a radio and wait for something to come on, that the on-demand aspect of it, I love it. Podcast PD. I can get professional development whenever I want. That still blows my mind. And just that whole piece and the fact that people can learn anything, anywhere, when they want, where they want, how they want. You know, colleges used to be known as places where you go. <laughs> Chris, you're teaching at one, but um, <laughs> they used to be known as places where you go learn stuff. But now it's all about the pedagogy because you can learn stuff anywhere. That's one of my big pieces that I always like to focus on. And the other piece that I like to smile is nothing makes me more happy than to cook and break bread with my family. That's something that we do almost daily. We eat, we go out to eat maybe once, maybe maybe twice every week or 10 days or what have you. There's times where we don't go out to eat for a month. You know, I like to grill. I like to throw things together in the kitchen. We're not a Pop-Tart frozen waffle family. You know, we cook breakfast every morning for everyone, whether it's a shake, a smoothie, or some fresh eggs or what have you. But knowing what I'm putting into our family's mouths and bellies makes me happy. And sharing it with the world. See, I think that's really important. I really, th I think that's what makes your show extremely authentic because when, when, when someone would see, oh, he includes food, it's like a forced conversation, but you can tell that, that, that conversation really starts off of, you know, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite spot? Where do you like to go? And you can see people come alive a little bit more. And I've, I've listened to a variety of episodes, so I can really Thank see you. the difference in, in how people talk, especially about food, just because it's that comfort. It's something, something brings out a different kind of personality in people. Yeah, it's what makes the holidays the holidays. It's what makes any conversation, uh, whether it's a good one or a bad one, they mostly happen at the table. It's a part of culture. It's something that that ties people together. It's it's something that we that we bond over, and it's something that's passed down from generation to generation. And it, it's it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And I, this whole rage of cooking versus eating out 
that's been happening in the past couple of years, that influx of that, I think that's really changing. It's going to change the shape of how we as people start really taking care of ourselves and our families. And also, you know, that food for thought, that conversation at the table. So when did you realize you had a passion for food? Like I like to eat food. I'm not much for cooking it. Thank goodness. My husband likes to cook or we would starve. But mm-hmm. when did your passion for food come to be something you were totally aware of? Uh, you know, at growing up as a kid, we didn't, you know, I think I went, we ordered pizza for the first time. I think I was a junior in high school. We cooked all the time. My parents, my mom, I did the majority of the cooking. There's a couple of things that my father did. He's, you know, he did them very, very well, but he stuck to about three or four different things. So it was something that I was kind of raised with. However, I was never taught to cook. My mom didn't teach me and say, sit down. This is how you make this. This is how you make this. I just kind of saw it and took it in. When I got married to my beautiful wife and we had our kids and then, you know, you move in together and you now get to, you now, you now get to do that for somebody else. And that, that brings me joy to my heart, you know, that I can cook for my wife, you know, whether because we're sick or just for the heck of it. I love the fact that I can go in there, throw something together and whether it's good or not, well, it better be good. Um, she'll let me know. Uh, the fact that I could do that and nurture from the inside out. Now, if we're going to talk about food, I, I will ask, what is your, I don't, I don't want to say your one favorite thing to make, but maybe a style of cooking or some of your favorite things that you do like to make and you enjoy preparing and it just brings you joy. Uh, I like to grill. I like to grill a lot and not necessarily barbecue. You know, there's a big difference between barbecue mm-hmm. and grill. I like to grill, you know, whether it's a, a pork loin or maybe just some chicken or some wings or what have you. But I, I like to grill, and I like to grill a lot of vegetables as well. Have you guys ever had some roasted, or not roasted, but grilled Brussels sprouts with some potatoes, like in a cast iron skillet outside with a little bit of olive oil and cracked pepper and salt? Oh, man, you guys got to try that. You have to try no, that. No, but man. now the next time you're in Jersey, I'll make sure the grill is still hooked up, and you can come by, and we can, we can grill some together. Uh, I'm making a shopping list for you as we speak, my friend. I, I enjoy the grilling. I've done pizza on the grill mm. I like to do things where I got to, you know, wrap it up in tin foil and keep it on the top rack. And I'm getting better at grilling things like peppers and broccoli and onions and all sorts of veggies. I'm not a Brussels sprout fan, but I, you had me at potatoes. I like yeah. asparagus on the grill. That's you good lost me too. asparagus. Ooh. Yeah, I don't really like asparagus. So Brussels sprouts I can rock with a little little bacon. Mm. Yes. Oh, that's good stuff too. Yeah. yeah. You ever have a grilled Caesar salad? No. No, but I've heard of it. Uh, you basically take a, a head of romaine and you cut it lengthwise mm-hmm. and you kind of grill that a little bit. And then you put your uh, you can put a little bit of bacon and blue cheese and you basically just eat the head of lettuce. It's, it's good. stuff. This is wonderful. This is great. So hopefully <laughs> one we're all recording this probably well after we've eaten dinner for today. But hopefully you have maybe eaten breakfast or you've eaten lunch and we're not torturing you either on the <laughs> treadmill or. In your car, so hopefully you have eaten. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, do you watch? Do you watch uh, Food Network at all? I used to watch Food Network a lot. However, everything is a game sh- or a competition I, now. I'm, I'm with you, and, and I, I can't do it. I was hoping you were I like say watching. That. Um, what's the other network? Uh, food, the Cooking yeah, Channel. Cooking, cooking, sorry, <laughs> cooking Channel. Food. It's, it's, yeah, it's the Cooking Channel. Food. That one's pretty good. Um, but I. I now watch a lot of like the Anthony Bourdain and things oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, the old school Emerald. Remember oh, yeah. Emerald when he used to cook? Absolutely. That's how, that's how, that's how yeah. I got started with the whole, like you, you talk about food and the connection. Like my dad and I used to watch like at night, we used to kind of like settle down, watch Emerald and then like, you know, go about our ways. I'd go out and hang out with my friends. He'd go, he'd go to bed. And uh, that was yeah. our connection. I started like loving food and cooking after that, you know, so I do a lot of the cooking in my house. But like when we talk about the food network, like the things you're saying with the barbecue reminds me of like Bobby Flay. And I used to watch a show oh, yeah. like grilling with Bobby Flay. I can't remember the name of it, but it was something along those yeah, lines. That's, that's grilling and chilling. Yeah. It was something I can't remember what it was, but all it was was everything he did was on a barbecue breakfast. Boy meets barbecue. grill. Boy meets grill. Yeah. Boy, meets grill. Boy meets grill. And, and you're saying these things. I'm like, I have that cookbook like in my kitchen because I was such a, such a big fan of him that like I wanted to just do everything you were just talking about with, with uh grilling, not barbecuing grilling. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that competition that they used to have, the the Asian one, Iron Chef? Iron Chef. Iron yeah. Chef. There you go. I did you see when Iron when Chef. did you see when Bobby Flay won? Oh, I used to watch it all the time. So yes. So he beat. Um, I think it was. I forgot the the chef's name, but he beat him for the first time, 
And it was probably Morimoto. Morimoto. There you go. (laughs) And he jumped up on the counter and stood up on the actual, um, like the the chopping block. And that's a huge disrespectful thing in that culture. Oh, really? He got he got a lot of kickback wow. for and that. And he became the next Iron Chef because and of that. And he became the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Food Network was like my go-to. Like late at night when I'm just chilling in bed and couldn't fall asleep, Food Network. I used to write things yeah. down. So I can't do all these baking competitions. No, it's too much now. My kids yeah. like to watch it. That's the only reason I get to watch Food Network these days. Nobody actually yeah, cooks yeah. anymore. Yeah. Five cooks <laughs> go in, one comes out. One cook comes yeah. out. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Thanks. They're blindfolded and you can only use well, your left hand. <laughs> Here's what I'll say that I do like on Food Network. I, I do like uh, Worst Cooks in America, mm-hmm. whether it's celebrity or otherwise. I think that's fun. Um, makes me feel better about myself in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do like the uh, diners, drive-ins and dives because I just have this bucket list of places I want to eat yeah. one day. Yeah, and it's funny. He's like in California one day, and then he's like in a uh, New Jersey the next. Yeah, New Jersey the next, the and then he's all yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah. I like going to his uh, his hit list in New Jersey, yeah. like all the different places he's been. I got that book too. I got a little. It's the diner capital of the United States, right? It is. I went this disco fries, baby. <laughs> I have yet to touch down in New Jersey. Ooh. What? Mm-hmm. When you come, we'll give you some pork roll and cheese at the diner. You had me at cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably don't know what pork roll is. No, no. It's called Taylor Ham. That's why he doesn't know. It's no. Shut up, AJ. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe we could do that. We can start to like send a podcast PD Jersey care package around to people because we could ship out the pork roll. That might be fun. Merry Christmas. Here's your pork roll. I'm not going to go to ShopRite and buy it, but I mean, you can order it and send it to somebody. Anyway, Gabe, you might get pork roll in the mail. Just keep an eye out. I'll take the day um, off. Let me know, and I'll just wait for it here. <laughs> you can grill it. I've had it grilled. It's pretty good. Oh, grill pork! I'm going to do my googles in a little bit. There you go. Uh, so, Gabriel, obviously, we've now tormented everybody with talk of delicious foods and competition. Uh, but let's go back to podcasting. What is the best thing that has happened to you since you started podcasting? Um, well, I started 2017, right at IST here in San Antonio. And I've made a lot of connections, both online, virtual, and in-person. And a lot of those virtual ones have turned to in-person meetups and actual, you know, relationships and that. And I would probably say that people either tweeting out or sending a message through Instagram or what have you saying, checked out your episode, did not know that tool existed, really liked it. Or I actually had somebody reach out and say, hey, I, I think I saw your recipe for carbonara. And I tried it and it was delicious. Or somebody actually sent me an, um, I'm not sure if it was an email, but they sent me a message saying that they had no idea of that bucatini was a pasta. And bucatini is that, mm-hmm. that spaghetti shaped pasta mm-hmm. that's got like that laser drilled hold in it, hole in it that just sucks up all the, all the, all the good stuff. Sauce. Yeah. So that, you know, hearing from people that actually consume the podcast, whether it be for, because they want to learn something new or just they're killing time in the car. But just hearing from them, I would say is by far the most powerful thing. And what I, what I really enjoy as well, as well is I like the fact that my kids, I have a 14 year old and my youngest is going to be 12 next month. The fact that they could see me doing something with social media promotion and give, you know, handing something out to the world in a positive light. Cause right now it's all about these TikToks with people falling over skaters getting rails in between the legs mm-hmm. and things like that, which is all fine and dandy after a long day of work. But I want them to see, <laughs> I want them to see that there's so much more positive that people could be doing with, with the internet, with their content creation, with their content creation. That's right. But who doesn't love a good softball to the groin? You know what I mean? That's just, that never gets old. I mean, that's America's funny. That's the quote of the episode right there. <laughs> So Gabe, you've been doing this for a while and um, your podcast is successful and you're feeling good. You're doing You're doing a great job. Um, Thank you. No problem. Of course. If you're going to do this over again, if you're going to create for the first time, what's the first thing you would do and what advice would you give to somebody starting out for the first time in their podcast? Okay. So one of the things I would tell someone who's going to start up is don't try to copy another show's format. Be your own, have your own take, have your own spin. You can 
get elements from other people. You can get ideas. But because one show is successful, don't try to ride their coattails, copy the show format, and think that it's going to work. One thing that I would probably do different, I would probably... I would probably do a little bit more research on the, not necessarily the how-to stuff, but the logistical stuff. I went in with the attitude of, I could do this. My wife said, just do it. Just go for it. Quit putting it off. And I did it. I learned Audacity, RSS feeds, and all that back-end stuff pretty quickly. However, I probably would have done that stuff a little bit more and got a little bit better understanding of it before I launched episode one, because I learned audacity after I had my first recording and said, all right, what do I do now? And I started playing with it. And I remember one of my episodes, I want to say it's like episode four. I cut off a piece of my audio and forgot to cut off the other person's audio. So the timing is just a little bit off for like the last five, six minutes. And it's all that little stuff that you, you really don't take into account until after. And I didn't really sit down and master everything from beginning to end after I did all my edits and, and, um, you know, cutting out pieces and putting in my, um, my pre-roll and all that. I was like, ah, it's good. And then I heard it in the car like the next day and I thought I probably should have sat down and mastered it again from beginning to end. So Play around with it a little bit more. I know everyone says just go for it, get into it. But at the same time, you're going to want to make sure you know the logistics. You know, Make sure you want you understand your audio editing software. Make sure your hosting service is good to go. Chris, I remember you and I had a conversation about a year and a half ago via Voxer about SoundCloud. And after talking to you and after doing a little bit more research, I got off that bus and I'm now on the Libsyn transit system. <laughs> I like that. First, you're welcome, and I'm glad you're on the bus. Yeah, so thank you for that. <laughs> so now you're 64, going to be you know 65 episodes in. You know, what are you looking forward to, or what do you think, or rather, like, what are you working on now in terms of what you're doing as a podcaster, and you know, where do you see your podcast going in the next, you know, six to twelve months? Okay, great question. One of the things I want to do with my show. And I think I've been doing a pretty good job. I don't necessarily get the big name people for the sake of having big name people. There's so many people doing great things with educational technology in our hometowns. So I'm doing a lot of that stuff. I'm showcasing some colleagues at work who I have both professional and personal relationships with that are doing great things. There's some people around the city. There's some people in Austin. I can go for the Kathy Schrocks all day. I can go for the Tanya Averance. I can go for them all day and and kind of bank on big names and get those numbers, but that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. And what I'd like to do is continue showcasing people in our everyday lives who are doing great things because th those are the people who I think others are going to gravitate more towards. It's the everyday teacher, the everyday tech coach, the everyday instructional coach where they can look back and say, you know what? I never thought of that. And that didn't come from a Matt Miller or what have you. See, it's amazing you say that because as I go through like the library of all the podcasts I listen to, I'm noticing a lot of names that I'm not familiar with. And I think that's fantastic. You know, I, I like to see these people who are making these contributions to education and uh, they could be an author of course, you know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I like seeing these people who are starting to, to really come out of their shell a little more and really go about making this, this change. And that's good. You know, I don't think we all have to highlight all these people that we continuously see, you know, on Twitter, on social media, doing their thing. We really should yeah. point out these people who are doing these behind the scenes works and really kicking some booty in our field. Yeah. So I love yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be having Joe and Kristen Merrill next week on the show. <laughs> Ironically, so, well, them, you know, they're home. They're not homegrown, but they're they've got that those, that grassroots movement that they really, really just kind of pushed, and uh, that, that's an awesome one. So, but other than that, yeah, there's so many people doing great things that that will probably never get a voice. And a podcast is a really great way to amplify it. I mean, I know that, like, if you look back at our earlier episodes, we have a lot of 
like you said, people who are local to you. I have worked, you know, I've worked and spoke with colleagues, um, one of them being about mindfulness and meditation in the classroom. AJ brought on a couple of people from ASCD, you know, who are big names here in New Jersey, um, but maybe not quite, you know, a national or international name that everyone in education knows. And it's just nice to have those conversations um, because I feel like when we when we focus on you know, those same names that get the spotlight every single time. You hear the same exact thing. It's like an interview when someone goes um, goes out for press because a new movie comes out. You hear the same yeah. stories. I don't want to hear the same stories. I want to hear someone's individual experiences and I want to hear, you know, what it's like in this particular classroom, not like from the person who's been out of the classroom for years or um, who is just kind of, riding a wave of popularity that hasn't necessarily like reached the shore yet. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah. the wave's getting bigger and they're doing great things. I'm not, I'm not taking away from that, but I feel like when you hear someone's story, unless they're doing something brand new, you're hearing the same story over and over again. Unless yeah. you're looking and, and like you said, that's not people. to discredit them. That's not to discredit the hard work and what it took for them to get there. Absolutely. But they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. And, and theirs is not the only way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. You know, and I think what we're doing here, I think the goal is to empower people. I think by giving them their voice, we're going to continue to empower them. And then they might be the next people to to write the book because, oh my goodness, I can actually speak up. I can actually find my voice and be successful in this in this realm. And that's an, that's an interesting term that you use, successful, because that's all relevant. Mm, true. I, I, I can relate to that a little bit with, uh, with House of Ed Tech. If you look back at some of the guests that I've had in like the first three years of the show, you look at them and at the time they were these diamonds in the rough, these unknowns. And then if we go here now in 2019, 2020, there's some, like Patricia Brown. She was one of my very early guests and she just got elected to the board of ISTE this year. And it's like, where did you get your start? No, not, not, not <laughs> on House of Tech, but I've, I've had people on the show where it's like, Oh, I just found you. And now since then you've blown up and, I can always point to, I had you on my show in 2015, 2016, before you were widely known. So yeah. you never know. That, that, that's got to be, that's kind of like a, it's kind of like seeing, getting that wedding, wedding invitation from a student. It's like, uh, don't forget that you were in this class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our final question for you, or likely to be one of our final questions um what is your ideal professional development scenario either as a presenter or a participant in pd my ideal okay my ideal would have to deal with whether i'm presenting or whether i'm a participant yep, there you has choose. to there, um i'm gonna go with either way okay. either way i want to i want it to be active I don't want to sit and get, and from a presenter's perspective, I don't want to stand and deliver. I want to see movement. I want to see stations. I want to hear discussions. I want the people walking out of that session, or if I'm the person in that session, I want to walk out and say, I did the majority of the talking in that PD, not the presenter. They were, you know, it's it's that 21st century classroom. It's what we want in our classrooms. Mm -hmm. That's if we're not going to preach it, why are we teaching it? Gabe, where do you like to go for your ideal PD? Are you an Ed Camp guy, or do you go to these big conferences? Like, where do you where do you like to be? Um, I I I like to go to conferences when they're financially within my reach. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to present at them, I like you know, obviously I, I do like going for not only the presenting piece, but as a learner as well. Ed camps are pretty cool. However, I, I can't say that I've attended an ed camp out of my district for the past two years. I my a lot of my PD, believe it or not, is podcast PD. Mm. It's it's in the car. It's uh you know on the walk to the mail around the you know when I'm taking for my, my dog for mm -hmm. her, her walk or what have you. I like to, I like to consume. How far away is your mailbox from your house? <laughs> uh, yeah, miles, miles. Yeah, those are very short PDs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the, all right, and that does it. Um, I like to consume what I want when I want. There's days where 
I really want to go down the rabbit hole of screencasting. And there's days where I want to hear from a leader. And there's days where I just want to veg out and, you know, and, and hear the, the verbal equivalent of a softball to the groin, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it all depends. I, I love PD when I want, where I want and how I want. So as far as that, Ed camps are pretty cool. I like Twitter. Hmm. I like Twitter chats and I like podcasts. Those are my two by far. That's awesome. I only asked that question. Oh, oh God. Can I do a shameless plug? No. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> here it goes anyway. Go so, it. <laughs> um, I, in my district this Thursday, well, depending on when you're listening to this on the 23rd, I'm hosting a podcast. I'm sorry, not podcast pedometer PD. So I curated a list of podcast episodes based around the theme of interactive and getting in our interactivity in your classroom. Participants are going to show up to one of our sports parks that's uh, owned by the district. They're going to walk the trail for 45 minutes while they listen to a podcast from that list. They're going to do a podcast recording feedback through synth and they're going to get an hour of professional development. So I'm very proud to get that off the ground, Pedometer PD, in my district. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was able to get um, the the head nod for my boss as far as getting teachers to PD uh, hour. Here in Texas, they call it teacher choice hour. You know, every state calls it something different. But I got the okay, and she said, as long as there's some sort of feedback or how are they going to use it, what did they learn, go for it. Would you be willing to share the selection of podcasts that you've kind of assembled for your teachers? Then we could kind of share that out as well. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I just thought I would ask. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Uh, I will share it. I don't have that list in front of me. I created it. No, we need it right now. Oh, right now. Recording. Okay. No, All right. no, no. Good. you have time I, because this won't come out until um, actually after your teachers have walked. So, okay. All right. So it's not like we're spoiling anything either. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'll get you that list for sure. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to talk to my principal. Um, I know he's an avid podcast listener, and uh, I think this would be like we Hello, do. Hello, Stacy's principal. <laughs> oh no, no, he does not listen to our podcast. I have not told him that we podcast. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a very good promoter. Um, anyway, so I think that because he's an avid podcaster, he would be very willing to do something like this, uh, maybe for a faculty meeting or two. There you go. Yeah. Start with a faculty meeting. Start in the gym. Well, we also have those. Um, we do EdCamp style, like we do unconference style pod, um, okay. PD every now and again for a faculty meeting. And I just wonder if this could be something that I recommend and maybe do. Why'd you pick Synth for your feedback? Just out of curiosity. Well, I was going to do something simple like like a Google Doc. I was thinking Google like Flipgrid. Classroom. I thought of Flipgrid, but I thought that we're, we're going on the topic of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Why not show them, hey, I could do this in my classroom with my students. You know what yep. I mean? No, I, I figured you had to have a, a yeah. reason because it's not something that teachers would readily use in the classroom. So, yeah. And every right. month, I'm doing one every month, and every month is going to be a different theme. So, this one is going to be like student interactivity in your classroom. Next month, I haven't decided for next month, but next month might be something along the lines of, um, you know, leadership or what have you, or student voice kind of thing. Who knows? But definitely check that out. Uh, it'll we'll have the hashtag pedometer PD, so you could see uh, pictures and that after this uh, after the event on the twenty third. And I'll definitely get that list to you guys. Nice. So hopefully that will be in the show notes for this episode, podcastpd.com slash sixty four. If not, as soon as we get it, we will be sure to share it out with you. All right. Next up, we have our podcast recommendations for this episode, and Gabriel is going to play along with us. But first, did you know that you can become a supporter of Podcast PD as an executive producer? It's true. You can support us with a one-time donation, or you can support Podcast PD on a recurring monthly basis. In addition to listening to the show, we'd like to show our appreciation with the following rewards if you support us for at least three months. AJ, tell our listener what they can get if they support us. So for $3, you will get a sticker. A nice, beautiful podcast PD sticker. For $5, I, AJ Bianco, 
will record your voicemail as Lego Batman. Or if you don't want me, you can get a uh, podcast PD mug, but I think the voicemail is better. If you donate $10 to us, you will get a wonderful podcast PD, the t-shirt. If you're interested in this, please check out podcastpd.com slash executive producers for more information. All right. Now let's do our, what we are listening to, what we are learning. Stacy, you listen to a lot of podcasts or rather you've got a lot of them downloaded. You collect a lot of podcasts. I collect a lot you of You collect podcasts. <laughs> I, yeah. what, what, what have you been listening to and learning? Okay. So, so a little bit of truth. First of all, I'm at 1747. Great year. <laughs> That's how many you have downloaded? Yes. <laughs> That's what her badge says. Let me just paint the picture. Gabriel looks very confused right now. <laughs> it was 1600 the last time we spoke. I know. So That was two I weeks ago. Pe- I know. Well, a couple <laughs> of things happened. Um, somehow things downloaded. I don't know. Like the number jumped. Like, And this has happened more than once on um, Overcast, which is the app that I use. But um, they jumped. Like I all of a sudden have 50 more. I don't know why. And then I did um, intentionally add a few more that were math related. I went to um, taking part in our, our district's alternative evaluation program, which means I don't get observed. And um, instead I focus on a problem of practice and I write my rationale and I come up with an action plan for um, improving a certain area, which is my problem of practice. And my problem of practice um, involves math workshop. And so um, while we were, in the PD on Monday, I was cleaning out some email. And um, while I was doing that, I, I discovered that the, in my email, I found a math podcast that somehow I'd started receiving email for. So then I downloaded it and I downloaded several of them. I haven't listened to any of them yet. So that's not my recommendation. Anyway, that's why my number is so large. The number is 1747. But the podcast I'm going to recommend, I also have not listened to. So I'm kind of cheating. But I will listen to it tomorrow. It is the um, NPR Student Podcast Challenge. Um, I became aware. I became aware of the Student Podcast Challenge last year. One of the teachers that I worked with, um, who was doing a lot with podcasting, looked into it, and together we decided it wasn't right for his first year of podcasting with his kids. He didn't feel comfortable just moving that far. He was already doing a ton with his students, and as a social studies teacher, he had four sections. So. It wasn't something that he pursued, but um, the Student Podcast Challenge now has its own podcast, and um, those are the two that I'm recommending. The first is an intro, but then the, fir- the first real episode is how to make a podcast according to last year's winners, um, so you get some practical advice. And the description for anyone who cares is, teachers and students got something to say, put on your headphones and get ready to hit record. The folks behind NPR's Student Podcast Challenge made this handy guide on how to make a podcast in the classroom. We'll talk about how to gather good sound, ask great questions, and conduct smart interviews. Plus, we'll hear from the from the contest judges, last year's winners, and feature some pretty inspiring stories of students and teachers. It's everything you need to make an amazing podcast. And I really feel like um, you know, part of what Gabriel was saying is you, you never know, you never really are completely sure where to start. And Chris has always been a very reliable and um, fruitful resource when it comes to like asking those practical questions. I know I've used him before in the past to help me with like my, my um, soundboard or whatever um, to kind of get my kids podcasting when I was early on in the four or five buildings. Um, But I just thought that this is a nice thing that you can actually share with your students, a way for them to get acclimated into that world and kind of get some behind the scenes stuff. If, if the NPR you know, student podcast challenge is something that you might pursue this year. And um, I think, I think I might pursue that this year. We'll see. See, how flush it all out. But yeah, so there you go. When I listen to them, I'll be at 1745. I am also going to take a page out of Stacy's book. No, I don't have thousands of podcasts downloaded, but I do want to recommend a podcast that I haven't listened to, but I am now aware of uh, because somebody asked in our podcast PD Voxer group about podcast that students could listen to. So in exploring that topic, I came across this one and it's called Brains On. Uh, This is a science podcast for curious kids and adults from American public media. It is co-hosted each week by kid scientists and reporters from public radio 
where they ask questions and they go wherever the answers take them. Some recent episodes include how do pianos work? Flavor facts, why food is so delicious. Gabriel might like that one. <laughs> and Bigfoot, Unicorns, and Dragons, Making Sense of Myths, Part 1. Mm. So I'm going to check this out. I'm going to share it with Miles and Colton. I don't think it'll be at the level that like high school kids are at, but they might find it fun or how to create content. Uh, but definitely, I think young students, kindergarten through maybe third or fourth grade, maybe fifth grade would enjoy. Um, so it's Brains On. They are on Twitter and Instagram at brains underscore on, and they have a Facebook page group for the show, which is facebook.com slash brains on show links will be in the show notes. And I'm going to check this out because I enjoy shortwave from NPR and this might be a little more at even my level. It's actually a really good show, Chris, and it reminds me a lot of um, wow in the world without two adults being in charge. It's nice to hear kid voices, kid curiosity, Uh, more like the highlights show if anyone listened to that one the highlights podcast where there was a i'm lot sure you have a few stuff. hundred of those downloaded no i <laughs> my kids aren't in the car with me anymore so we don't listen they're older and now they get on the bus my kids are the same age as gabriel's kids aj what have you been listening to and learning from so the stacy is the reason i don't download podcasts stacy is the reason i just stream them so i can't say i have a number but if you saw the actual podcast that i've collected you would be appalled because I probably have as many podcasts that I subscribe to just for fun as Stacy has like episodes downloaded, but that's a different story. So um, I'm going to recommend because I was a big fan of of the book, uh, the Innovators Mindset, the podcast. So this is created by uh, George Kuros, and I'm sure you've heard of George Kuros out there if you're in the Twitterverse and into uh, education. So we all know George Kuros is a leading educator in the area of innovative leadership. Teaching and learning is where the book goes. So now he's got the uh, the podcast. So his book is called The Innovator's Mindset, Empowering Learning, Unleash Talent, and Lead a Culture of Creativity. So the podcast basically is based on the messages from the book. And they tackle the biggest barriers of innovation and why big institutions are resistant to change and how we, all of us, can be the ripple effect of innovation inside our organization. So I would suggest giving this a listen. Uh, George has, I believe, only two episodes out at this moment, but I know there's more coming uh, in the coming days. So I I really think you'll enjoy it because if you have ever read the book before, this kind of just piggybacks on that. And it's a different kind of concept. It's from his, his point of view, which basically the book is, but now he's talking about it. So I really think you'll enjoy this podcast. I listened to his first episode. I'm about to listen to the second one. Um, and I think the third one actually just dropped today as I'm going through the notes. Uh, but the first episode is called, how do you see risk taking? And Chris, I think you could speak to this cause we, got, we briefly talked about it. The episode is good. And I think it's a really nice, nice starting point for a lot of people to listen to, especially if you're looking to do more and do bigger things. I think this will kind of get you in the mindset of where you want to begin. It, it definitely will. And, and just to speak to his podcast feed, uh, there is older content if you go to the Apple Podcast page or Google Podcast, because I believe he has audio recordings where he ran a book study of the book. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't read the book, go back and listen to stuff before January 2020, and you can hear book study type stuff about the book. Uh, and now he's just kind of going further with new episodes in the feed related to this whole innovator mindset. If you want to reach out to George, if you want to check him out on, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, he's at G Koros. That's the letter G C O U R O S. Um, he has four seasons of iMooks on there. Right, and that's that's the book study. That's what Chris is referring to as the book study. I'm just saying, there's a lot. Right. I was gonna download all of it. But then oh, there you go again. Oh, there. Eighteen hundred and one. Gabriel, what are you listening to? Anyone out there listening? The first ones you're going to want to listen to to get your PD from is anything from the Education Podcast Network. Shameless plug. Oh, there number you go. two. Where's the horn two. sound? Uh, <laughs> as a parent of a 14-year-old and about to be a 12-year-old, the one that I've been consuming a lot, and I'm actually almost caught up with, I think there's only like one or two episodes that I might have skipped out of the 87 that are available, is the Empowering Parents Podcast. Let me read you some of these titles. The latest episode is called 
smart, but helpless kids. Can your child make it in the real world? Nine minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see your face. Stacey. Um, I worry about my students, not my kids. Yeah. Uh, how to discipline your kids in public. Just little topics like that. And they're anywhere between six minutes to nine minutes long. They're the, it, it is the coolest thing. It's, it's really helped me out, you know, especially in the mornings after, you know, if I, I don't want to use the word argument, but if my kids and I don't see eye to eye on those something in the morning, those highlights, breakfast. yeah, you know, the bus Gabriel, leaves I don't see eye to eye with my kids because I'm taller and I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, the bus leaves at 720 and you walk by the room at 710 and they're still asleep. It's like, bro, you got to get up. Uh, so how to respond to disrespectful children and teens, ground rules for living with an adult child. There's anything and everything. If you're a parent out there and you have kids, period, this is an awesome show. One more time. It is and the Empowering Parents Podcast. Be careful because there's another one out there that I believe is called the Empowered Parents Podcast. It's not that one. Not to say that that one's not good, but the one that I'm binging, I've actually binged on the Empowering Parents Podcast. Stacey, I think I speak for us and all our listeners. You can go get this one. Okay. This reminds me, though, of the recommendation that Kate gave during um, the 12 Days of Podcast PD, which was um, have a new kid by Friday. So once you're done listening to that, Gabe, I would go go there and check out. I downloaded random episodes. I did not subscribe or anything. I just downloaded some of the things I felt I needed, but it had very similar um practical titles and the episodes I listened to, I found to be like you said, empowering. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then I also started listening to life kit, which has some 20 minute episodes and those run the gamut. So like those run from like health and wellness to financial fitness to, you know, being a good parent. And so like the parenting ones on, um, life kit are also really, really Oh, okay. I'm I'm subscribing to it right now as we speak. My husband watches violent movies when the kids are around. That's the latest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like some of them are really funny. And like, he's always selling a book, but he's always selling a book for like two ninety nine um on Amazon. And like, that's not what I listen for. But like, it, I just find that the advice is pretty, pretty interesting. I'll have to check that out. Thank you. I'm I'm allowed to download this one, Chris. Yes, we, we, we authorized the, the download. <laughs> All right, so, Gabriel, while Stacy's downloading 87 more episodes <laughs> of another podcast, uh, did you have fun with us tonight? Absolutely, man. I, I got to say that we should have done this before. We could do it again. And, and um, <laughs> if you guys don't mind, uh, I would love to have you guys on my show as well. So I can ask you guys all the same questions as the U.S. <laughs> all three of us together or separately? Oh, Seven. together. Okay. Together. The more the merrier. We have not done that before. We've been on other episodes, I was say, like we, other podcasts, but we've never done it together. We have never been interviewed together. There's a first time for everything. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's do it. I can't wait All to right. Later about. in the spring, we're going to yeah. at Tech Bites. So what we're going to do is I need each of you individually to email me your gripes on the other two guests, and then we'll, uh, <laughs> 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 and then we'll talk curveball. Oh, (laughs) did you want us to continue podcast PD? You're trying to like (laughs) get us to separate here. He wants us to have the E true Hollywood story of what happened to the podcast PD team. Where are they now? Where are they now? (laughs) Uh, So before we wrap up, Gabe, uh, where can people find EdTech Bytes? How can they connect with you online? How can they continue learning with and from you? All right. Well, here we go. You can always follow the website slash blog slash home for the podcast at edtechbytes.com. You can catch me on social media, both at Instagram and Twitter using the Twitter handle or the handle at edtechbytes. You can follow the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash edtechbytes. And I think that's it. I don't have a, I don't think I have a YouTube channel because I'm not there yet, but yet. that's where you can find me. Subscribe to the show. It's available on all, all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and all the other podcast catching apps out there. You know, instead of YouTube, you, you should start a Flipgrid where like you do a cooking series, but it's like Flipgrid videos that you have to continuously watch to follow the recipe. I've That's I've, the mashup. <laughs> I've thunk about it. I've definitely thought about it. Oh, my God. I um, love it. Yeah. I have, I've got so many ideas. 
and not enough money to do all these. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think that'll do it for episode 64. Stacy, take out your pencil wand and do the magic. Yay. All right. So thank you for joining us this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening. And it is time to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Gabriel. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good time, Podcast PD. Goodbye. Have a good time? I don't know. It's like... Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at IRunTech, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoy Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, Adrian. Adrian. Oh, my God. Adrian. Hey, Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. Adrian. Hey, goodbye, Adrian. That was pretty good, man. <laughs> it's my favorite movie, see? All right. Do you want me to start all over, Chris? You want me to ring the start bell? with AJ? <clears throat> I haven't heard no bell yet. Start it over. All right. You know, it's so hard to say goodbye, Christopher. <laughs> oh, Just start with start say goodbye, there? AJ. No, just...